0: Invest in professional development for your entire organization. Boost its potential and see it grow. Choose Docebo, the world's most powerful platform for corporate learning. Learn more at docebo.com Italy, October 9th, 1963. We're on the border between the regions of Veneto and Fiuli Venezia Giulia when the Earth starts to shake. A landslide tumbles down the mountain known as Monte Monteto. It reaches a velocity of over 100 kilometers per hour and drops into an artificial lake formed by a stream and held by a dam, a hydroelectric reservoir that's just been completed a few years earlier. The lake, the dam, the stream, all take the name of Fayolt. A name that hardly anyone has ever heard outside of that region, but will shortly resonate all across the Italian peninsula. It's almost 11 o'clock in the evening when a landslide falls into the reservoir, critically raising water levels. The towns surrounding the artificial lake are swept away by a wave of water and mud people, houses, stores, and churches. Nothing withstands the terrifying force, and it's only the beginning. The water breaks loose from the walls of the Vionne Dam and rushes downhill. In the dead of night, thousands of people, houses, and roads are suddenly flooded. Thousands of lives suddenly washed away. On a regular evening, almost 2,000 people are dead. 500 of which are younger than 15 years old. The material damage itself is incalculable, but the trauma rips a gaping wound that will shock all of Italy for years to come. It's a tragedy, they'll say. And they're right, a monstrous tragedy. They'll also say it's a natural disaster, but this time they're wrong. It's all man-made. That was 60 years ago, and the Vaillante disaster has become an indelible part of Italian history. It was commemorated on the 9th of October, 2023, with a live production in over 130 theaters across the country. Inspired by a legendary monologue by Italian storyteller Marco Paulini, which told the tale of Vaillante back in 1999. This new version is called Vaillante's 23, The title is pluralized and it references the current year, calling attention to the fact that environmental disasters are far from isolated events. 60 years later, it's important to remember that day in order to face the challenges of today and those of the entire world. The Vaillant disaster was the product of natural engineering, which failed catastrophically despite its honest intentions. Still today, we need to approach nature with ingenuity and technical skill, measuring possibilities and accepting its limits. We must never forget the importance of balance, because to abuse nature is to suffer its consequences. As the value of water goes up and up, it seems almost as if humans are walking across the desert with just a small bottle, which they're carelessly pouring in the sand. I am Guido Brera, and you're listening to Black Box, the hidden side of finance, a podcast by Cora Media, sponsored by Docebo. Despite this, We're well aware of how precious water is. In the Bible itself, the word water appears before the word light. Every ancient civilization has at least one god of water, and human civilization has always grown around waterways. The Tiger and Euphrates, the Nile, the Ganges, and the Tiber. Throughout history, humans have always gathered around water and built their relationships and their lives. Today, however, in the third millennium, we found ourselves facing something new, climate change. Temperatures are rising to the highest levels in human history. Only 2.5% of all water on the planet is drinkable, and most of this is held in Arctic glaciers. Or perhaps it's better to say that it used to be held in them because the melting of these glaciers is a dramatic reality that's bound to destroy our future supply. Furthermore, global warming is causing water to evaporate at a faster rate, and this is causing desertification and flooding. On top of which, climate change is leading to extreme levels of social inequality. Saltwater is overtaking freshwater. And once again, the fault is our own and our blind quest for profit. Intensive farming, for example, is lowering the water table and allowing seawater to seep through. In Italy, this has been happening with the salt wedge of the Po River. And not so far away from there, the ice caps of the Alps have melted by 60% from 1850. The WRI is a UN science agency which follows climate change and it has declared Italy at a high level of water stress, at the second worst level on a scale of five. But what can be done? On the macro level, we need to work on infrastructures, which are often inadequate and can cause 42% of water loss on the national average. On a more individual level, we need to reduce our own water waste, which basically means paying more attention to our lifestyle, and daily habits. One kilogram of steak meat, for example, costs 16,000 liters of water. Every email that we send, every chat message, requires servers for connection, and these need to be cooled down. Every action we take generates energy and pollution. In 2015, Pope Francis wrote Laudato Si' which claims that access to safe drinkable water is a basic and universal human right, since it is essential to human survival and, as such, is a condition for the exercise of other human rights. The warning is clear. This isn't just about water. This is about humanity itself. The statistics are alarming. All over the world, the demand for water is increasing beyond its availability. Projections tell us that by 2030, the demand for fresh water will surpass supply by 40%. We're going to have to prepare for an unprecedented water crisis and act immediately to save the planet. In the near future, the problems we see today are only going to get worse. Already, two billion people lack access to drinkable water And already we can hardly supply 5,000 cubic meters of fresh water per person. Just 100 years ago, that figure was 9,000 cubic meters. Things are about to get worse. And even in parts of the world which considered themselves untouchable, places used to seeing water coming out of their taps, filling up their bathtubs, watering their fields, Like we said before, climate change will increase inequality on our planet. Today, an average American citizen consumes 1300 cubic meters of water each year, a European citizen just about half that, and an African citizen consumes just 180 cubic meters. The planet itself is at stake here and humanity is teetering on the abyss. The worst thing we can do right now is to start listing water on the stock exchange. We cannot allow a few profit seekers to take advantage of this fundamental human resource. We can't reduce it to mere asset allocation because water belongs to us all. And water is life. For Italians, remembering the trauma caused by Vaillant in 2023 is necessary not just out of respect to the victims, but also as a way to look towards the future. The catastrophe is a cautionary tale about our own arrogance, teaching us to engineer nature with care towards its own balance and to use its resources efficiently and in good measure. Otherwise, the consequences may be fatal, as they were that evening 60 years ago, and as they have been for all those other viands, plural. The crisis we're looking at today is serious, and it's soon to become chronic. This we already know. Drinkable fresh water will become rarer and more difficult to access. We know this already. But we aren't acting on it. The more privileged parts of the world aren't changing their habits, and there aren't enough policies either. This water crisis is caused by the reckless use of raw assets, which treats the planet like a bottomless pit of natural resources. And all this, once again, fits perfectly within an economic system, which prioritizes profit before environmental sustainability. This system has mistaken cynicism for cleverness and ignores the importance of water as a common resource. Greed has clouded the words of St. Francis in his Canticle of Creatures. Praised be you, my lord, through Sister Water, who is very useful and humble. That same economic system needs to remember that we humans are made of water for more than 50%. We are water, and we should never forget this. Black Box is a Cora News podcast, produced by Cora Media and sponsored by Docebo. Written by Guido Brera with I Diavoli. Editorial supervision by Francesca Milano. Intro and sound design by Luca Micheli. Editing and post-production by Luca Micheli and Mattia Licotti. Production organization by Alex Piverengo.